everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I am your host, Natalie Kra. Today's episode, we have an amazing guest. She is incredibly beautiful inside and out. She is a huge light in my life, someone who I consider a teacher and a mentor. Today's guest is Julie Pyatt, also known as Srimati. She has spent decades seeking the divine in all of her life experiences, living from a deep place of devotion. Srimati is a living spiritual guide devoted to reminding others of their spiritual nature so that they too can experience full presence of their existence. Julie has created over 300 plant-based recipes featured in a series of best-selling cookbooks published by Avery slash Random House, The Paradigm-Shifting Plant-Based Cheese Bible, This Cheese is Nuts, plus internationally acclaimed The Plant Power Way Italia, which was published in 2018, and The Plant Power Way in 2015. Both co-authored with her endurance athlete husband, best-selling author himself, and world-renowned celebrated podcast host of The Rich Roll Podcast. Julie is an amazing being. She is a creator. She is a musician. She has her own podcast, which is called For the Life of Me. Julie also has this amazing online community, Water Tiger. and. Her latest offering, the Do Life Not Cheese, Shrimu, which we will get into in this episode. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed recording it. Besides the awesome information and conversation, there is also a frequency that comes through in this episode. And if you are like me, there will be no doubt that you will connect to it and you will feel it and know that this is a form of energy healing. So without further ado, enjoy the one and only Julie Pyatt Srimati. This episode is brought to you by Shanti Yoga Training School. Visit us at shantiyogatrainingschool.com and check out the many programs we offer. If you enjoy Life on Earth podcast, subscribe and leave us a great review on Apple Podcast. Share this episode with someone you love, a coworker, a friend, family member, neighbor. We so appreciate your support. Guys, have you checked out my new book yet, Living Life in Light? The book is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, our publisher Lulu, and our website, livinglifeandlight.com. In the book, I offer many healing techniques, yoga on and off the mat, meditations, rituals, and lots of tools for healthy living. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately, love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time.
Well, hello. I am so honored to have you, Miss uh, Julie Pyatt, also known as Srimati, which is what I usually call you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored. Well, I, it's a huge honor for me. You are um, one of the biggest mentors I've had in my whole life, and uh, your light is just so bright on the planet. And, you know, and just to be able to share you with my core community, Life on Earth. We have, our listeners are quite amazing. They're awesome people, um, very interactive, you know, and I'm just really happy to share you with them. So thank you. Well, thank you. I love the name of that. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, I mean, there's so much that we can, you know, obviously talk about. I think maybe we could start with how did it all start or what's a little background that you, you know, feel inspired to share today? Wow. Well, it's a very long story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I would say I'm an individual that has always been exploring what happens beyond this life and what are the unseen things that are connected to a human life and why. So it's always been a mystical journey for me. It's always been... I've always been drawn to that which you can't see and really what are the deeper meanings of life. And so it just always seemed rather ridiculous to me that people were chasing, you know, 2.5 kids and a career and a credit score, a bank account of a certain level. And it just seemed um, empty, sort of like, uh, like that couldn't be it. It couldn't be it. It just couldn't be it. And the other thing that has drawn me into this experience deeply is my inability to reconcile a mother losing a child to death or trauma or that violent taking of a love, the separation of love. I can't reconcile that on a, on a human level. And so I've spent my life um, sort of preparing to transition into more life, to offer people perspectives about the eternal nature of life, and um, just really go next level, like beyond this uh, societal play, this movie that's going on that has so much drama and so much polarity and so much war and violence and suffering, and also immense beauty and miraculous events and you know, the pristine, gorgeous essence of nature, all kinds of other things. But, you know, largely in our human society, the unseen is not recognized. And there's been up until now, uh, this very big focus on patriarchal sort of, you know, you got to see it to believe it. And, you know, the worshiping of money and the greed really uh, sort of being the catalyst behind all these earthly things that we participate in. And we've all sort of bought into the story, yet there's only, you know, a very small percentage of individuals that are controlling all the money on the planet. Mm-hmm. And right. meanwhile, our brothers and sisters are starving. They're being, you know, violently, physically harmed in wars and pedophilia. And I mean, it's really just quite an intense experience here in this realm. Mm-hmm. And huh. yet... Uh, that doesn't make any logical sense for us to serve systems that are only benefiting 
the people that made up the system. <laughs> yeah. you know? It has nothing to do with the divinity of life or the true power of who we are. And so the beautiful time about this moment on planet Earth is it is like, unlike any other moment in history, is that this is the moment that we incarnated for to really reclaim the individual freedom, which then becomes a collective experience of exchanging love and beauty and compassion and creativity and uh, respect and celebration for diversity in all forms, all different life forms. And so in a way, I feel like this moment is really exciting because I'm seeing like it's becoming blaringly obvious that all the sort of human societal paradigm things that you know, you, your ego, your personality may attach to that you think is giving you security. It's becoming very clear that none of those things are offering security. Anyway, it was always an illusion, but sort of now I kind of feel like it makes more logical sense for me to be like today, I'm creating some experiences in, in the physical world that, you know, require money exchange. Like I just launched a plant-based company called Shrimu, and I'm also facilitating some retreats in Dominher. And I was giggling with my greater being last night because I haven't posted on Instagram for weeks. And then I finally, I was on spiritual mission actually in Europe and just absolutely unable to go near any technology. So I finally posted something last night and my retreat is coming up like super soon. And, and, you know, I was doing fire, I was doing a fire ceremony this morning, like merging with the elements and calling in, you know, the truth of my being. And I was giggling saying, you know, like, this is obviously way more powerful than Instagram. You know, it's like, Uh it's like we forget and we think that, you know, our source is Instagram or our source is our credit score or our source is, you know, our job that's not our source at all. <laughs> you know, those are just, yeah, that's such a big reality check. Yeah. So that, that was kind of fun, you know, and as I was sitting with the fire and sort of, you know, melting into the mysticism of the entire thing, yeah, I was laughing and also very grateful that I know the difference and that I know where, where my sources, where my sources access from. Not that, you know, Instagram's an amazing tool. I mean, that's how you yeah. and I met, we met on social media so it's not, but it's again to use these things as as tools and understand that we are the, you know, greater beings or the creators of the experience that we're having. So we can interact with nature elements uh, through devotion, through practices, ritual, and actually create these energetic bridges or pathways to create certain experiences. Yeah. And one of the things I was going to say that I love so much about working with you is that everything that you said right now, I feel like it's so empowering. And I feel that you have this vision and this clarity, you know, and but also having that come through not only for yourself, but for your community. You want us to step up to the next level. And I really appreciate that. You know, do you feel like you always had this level of clarity? Is this something like you were born with? Yeah, I mean, you know, in one way, I feel the same that I do right now in this present awareness that I did when I was a baby in a crib. It doesn't feel different to me. Like the lens that's looking out of this body doesn't feel different. You know, that being said, it's, I think it's very, very important, first of all, that we 
that we fully embody and we serve the unique divine design that we are. And I think that this ability to hold space at this level of non-judgment and inclusivity and it's a, it's a state of presence really is what it is, but it comes through uh, showing up for yourself. And so, you know, I've had very many, many, many life experiences in different ways. And I've, you know, I was born with a fair amount, but I also had to cultivate a fair amount as, you know, also of love for myself, of being able to put myself first before anyone. Because if we haven't cared for our own being, meaning we don't embody our life form and know that we are basically a frequency of God consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're not sitting in that where we're holding ourself as our most precious life form, uh, we don't have the capacity to hold another in that frequency. And this is like a, like a little trite quote that like Hallmark passes around, you know, like, well, if you can't love somebody until you've loved yourself, but yes, that's true. But let's go very deeply into that. Like, what does that really mean? So I think that a lot of us have ideas, intellectual ideas of what we think a good life might be or a spiritual life. And and we like these ideals. We like these values. So we're like, okay, I want to be that spiritual being. So therefore, I'm going to be somebody who helps, you know, the squirrel population expand over this territory. Let's just say, you know, it's just an example. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that until we embodied ourself until we've really met ourself, we don't really have the capacity to do that for another. And so that's why I created Water Tiger uh, about a year ago, because after having studied with so many different masters and spiritual teachers, and I've done, you know, many, many, many Vedic masters, yoga masters, uh, Native American, Mayan, galactic, uh, many different lineages and practices. And um, what I realized is at the end of the day, everyone has their own perspective. So one of my most beloved female saints, one of the rare, mm-hmm. almost the only, uh, Srima Mahananda Mahima uh, was quoted as saying, every man is right from his own point of view, meaning every being is right from their own point of view. It, it, it depends on where you're sitting, what your perspective is. So after all these years of working with different lineages and different traditions that all had immense beauty, where they see the vantage point depends on where they're sitting and the quality of their life form. Like the Palladian ET race is very sort of loving and, you know, and lighthearted where the Syrians are more quantum and scientific. It's a flavor of creation. And so what I realized is I can't come to the end of my earthly life here, and then say, oh, I didn't quite get to fulfilling Srimati, Julie, because I was trying this practice that Natalie does, exactly right for her. So I, and even if you observe yourself sitting in meditation, sit in meditation, and where are you sitting, I ask you? Are you in your being? Are you off to the right? Are you off to the left? Are you in another lineage practice? Are you having mental constriction because you're trying to be such a good student of some devotional lineage that you're trying to fit into some, you know, niyama or, 
you know, law or something like that. About a year ago, I started to get nauseous doing a sun salutation. And I'm a huge lover of yoga and yoga has been transformational in my life. I happen to know that I've had 22 incarnations as a yogi. One of the greatest lifetimes that's impacting my lifetime, this life is a Tibetan incarnation. But I realized uh, my body didn't want to move in a structure that someone else had created. And so that's why I call my spiritual offering Water Tiger, because all the techniques that I'm offering you is to allow you to fall in love with yourself, to be with yourself, to sit inside yourself, and to start to access the other aspects of who you are, the other levels. So I feel very, like it's a very solo journey and it's a very specific journey. And one thing that I've come to learn is that I believe, I I try not to believe because beliefs then give you a cage, but I have a feeling, a very strong affinity for nature. And I just have to believe that if everybody fully embodied who they are at a design level, that it would bless really everything in creation. And so that's why Water Tiger is not a community that's fostering interaction between the members. We have enough external focus that's distracting us from ourselves. Yeah, I really actually really love that. Right, you know, right. So it's really nice to be able to go, no, this is just about me. It's not Mm -hmm. about, it's not really not about the teacher in me. It's not about me. It's not about Julie Srimati and you. And the other thing as a free being also as well is I'm not taking responsibility for you. This is not a guru um, setup. I'm not getting my energy from anybody in Water Tiger. I'm simply offering my experience, the tools and the techniques that I think can cut through and that can really return someone into their own experience. And when people start to want to attach to me, which happens, Because, you know, humanity, we always want somebody to do the work for us or hit us on the head with a golden wand, you know, Mm. or take the pill, you know? Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm very, I say it often. This is about self-responsibility. I have no idea what your journey to self-realization is going to be, Natalie. Mm -hmm. I am not you. All I can do is is show you some pointers along the way and be like, "Mm, try this, you know, try this. You might feel this expansion. You might do this. And I know that with you fulfilling yourself, that you are going to bless my life. And so there is no consensus. There is no competition. And the intellectual world, you know, spends hours ad nauseum pontificating about different experiences. And there's no consensus. There just isn't. So yeah. why, why are we spending time talking about what a right way should be or what a wrong way should be? Now, we, we do have to find ways to work together and ways that we can, you know, walk along side by side and share experience like you and I are doing this podcast right now. But all this idea that, you know, there's the diet, the spiritual practice, the lifestyle, the, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, and and all of the techniques that you offer, and that's, again, another thing that I really love, is that it really creates expansion. You know, like, you can explore yourself and see 
how that changes your frequency and your energy field and therefore your, you know, human body, body temple, whatever. And it's just this expansion and all of them, I feel like I have gone deeper and deeper in many ways. So I totally get it, (laughs) what you're saying, you know what I mean? But I want to backtrack for a moment just for everybody. Um, I know that you are a an author, you are, you know, a plant-based chef, you, um, you have your own podcast, which used to be Divine Through Line, but now it's for the life of me. And uh, your partner husband is Rich Roll, who has a very big podcast as well, right? Yes. How long have you guys been together? Oh, God, we always forget. Uh, I think it's going on like 20 years. Yeah. That's a huge partnership. Like that's so long. That's wow. Yeah. It is, <laughs> my, it's my third marriage. So yeah, you know, yeah I, I've consider, heard it. I consider myself a relationship expert. <laughs> I, I have a lot of experience. I actually yeah. do. A lot of experience. And I, I bring this up though, because I wanted to show everyone, uh, share, you guys have like a, you and and I mean I'm assuming him you guys are together there's a huge mission I mean his podcast if people are not familiar you should look at it ritual podcast beautiful lots of people listen to it like right like tons and in yours uh for the life of me I absolutely love and all the stuff that you're putting you know the the cookbooks it's a lot and we're going to talk more about water tiger and all that but this is like a big vision right <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a big mission almost like so I'm just kind of curious like is this something organically developed or did you guys just be like hey we have this we feel like we have this thing and we really want to share it with the world and elevate consciousness I mean how does that work Well it's interesting because you know it started it started when we got married we we were together about 5 years before we got married and we were married in 2003 and I was already in the process of building a home my second marriage had come to completion I had two young young boys at the time and I was very protective of them and very um so I would only, we started dating, we met in yoga class and I would only see Rich on the weeks that I didn't have the boys because my boys were the most important thing to me. So the funny thing is, I mean, looking in in the rearview mirror is, you know, I was already teaching yoga and spiritually aware and already, you know, meditating and already doing ceremony and all kinds of things. And I met Rich who was just fresh out of recovery. And I had this dream of this lifestyle company. It was called Jai Lifestyle. And it had Jai Yoga, Jai Environments, Jai Tribe. And we had um, teepees on the land and we would have kirtan here with Bhagavan Das. And I I would hold a lot of gatherings that were around spirituality. And we were married on our land, which is this beautiful mountain place. And it was a completely spiritual world concert. We had gospel singers, we had channelers, we had African wedding singers, we had, you know, blessings by different sort of uh, spiritual teachers. And it was quite a moment where we drew everybody together. And it was one of the most magical moments in my life. Like it was one of those days that was just kissed. I mean, the the moon popped over the mountain range unannounced. I didn't even realize it was a full moon. And then also the the clouds formed like hearts in the sky. I mean, the energy was off the chain. It was so packed with spiritual energy. It was crazy. And then what we didn't realize is that 
commitment or that vow or that ceremony and that ritual would activate a complete spiritual experience that we embarked on over the next five years, which included me giving birth to two more children, my two daughters, and also which included a complete financial collapse, a complete alchemy being brought to our knees. We had to be brought to nothing to be reconstituted in order to serve in the way we had stated and claimed. And so I often use that time as I think, I think a lot of us in spiritual, you know, avenues, like we have good ideas, but if you haven't, if you've just read about it in a book, you haven't digested it. The experience is not recorded in your cells. It's not, it's not in your DNA. It's an intellectual quote that you're mimicking or you're parroting from someone else that you heard it from. And, you know, if anybody's having a hard time or, you know, I always say, if you're really blessed, you'll have at least one sacred moment in your life, which is, this is a moment where you're brought to your knees. And this comes through different ways. It can come through heartbreak, it can come through death, it can come through financial collapse, it can come through, you know, physical uh, illness. There are many ways that the grail will be delivered to you, but it's not likely, my Eckhart Tolle said this once, it's not likely going to come to you with a million dollars in the bank. It could, yeah. it could, it's a possibility, but it's not likely. <laughs> so this whole, this whole illusion that when we chase spirituality because we're avoiding the pain you know, we only want the happy quote, or we only want the bliss experience. Um, that's an illusion because we're in this realm to fully experience all flavors of creation. So I would say that that you know that sort of statement and intention, and it was really coming from me. And Rich was in love with me, so he he attached to my conviction. He wasn't born seeking what happens when you die. He's not that genetic. He's a very opposite genetic. And somehow we've been drawn together, which has created this alchemy of opposites that has allowed for a very deep impact. And I would tell you that much of what we've experienced was never on our vision boards. I never had food on my vision board or Uh, didn't even think that I would have a food company. But then a lot of it was also, I mean, some other things were. So I always say it takes a life to become. And, you know, part of my younger self had to deal with her impatience because a lot of my expressions, I thought I was going to be doing them when I was 30. And I'm now going to be 58 this year, and I'm just stepping into the actualization of my entire life. How does that feel? It feels awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It feels really really good, and also that I'm just so uh, qualified. You know, it's like I have no fear of money. I'm not afraid of any meeting. I create things exactly the way that I want them. I'm completely not subscribing to any ideas of aging. And I'm in an exploration of activating this body into the eternalization of what a divine human being is. And so I had to have the courage. I let my hair go natural two years ago. 
And, you know, I'm a mod, listen, I was a fashion designer. I love beautiful things. You know, I'm very in the world. I'm not a renunciate monastic spiritual person. I'm a modern shaman, you know? Yeah. And that's part of the reason I connect with you so much, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I would say it's been a miraculous surprise in many ways, Rich and me. Here we are, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I would say that um, my spiritual life has informed me through various colors of romance, very deep romance. So I am a romantic, um, just not on Valentine's Day. Rich and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy Valentine's, by the way. (laughs) Happy Valentine's to you. So yeah, we just, um, it's been a surprise, but I guess what I would tell you is the biggest surprises uh, have come in the complete surrender and service to the force that is beyond me. And in that surrender and in that devotion, that repeated devotion, consciousness literally served me my greatest dreams on a plat, like on a silver platter. So you have to be willing, you know, there's times where I had to look at my dreams and say, you know, first, they're very important, you know, very important, right? They're, they're core to the individual life print that I am. And then there were times that I had to say, maybe this is not important at all. Actually, not at, not at all important. And I had to still be in devotion. I had to still be in awareness and still be there even if the dreams would never be actualized. No one would ever know them or ever hear them or ever taste them. Yeah. And yeah. in that consistency, in that devotion, that presence, that's where the miraculous shows up. And you're just like, oh my God, like my life has given me everything that I ever dreamed and more. But it's through that, de- I'll say detached, you know, it's like, it's literally not my will. It's the will of the breath. And yeah. I can, I can dance it in certain places and I can express it in certain ways, but I cannot be attached to any outcome. This is, it is not a bargain or a deal. Like if I do these practices, then I'm going to get X. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's uh, beautifully put. And even though with all of these experiences and it does really feel like you're multidimensional, you know, and in many ways you're just beginning. That's the sense I get, you know. So <laughs> I'm just like really excited to see where Water Tiger will go and, and all the offerings that I enjoy so much, seeing the evolution. And it's just so Awesome. But I really wanted to bring this up because I feel like there's such a connection here with your love for cows. Mm -hmm. When you did that photo shoot that it was, I think it was on maybe the not cheese book. This cheese, was it that, that, or I don't know where I saw the picture of you with a cow and you went to the gentle barn. To me, that was pure magic. And when I heard you describe, I mean, when I saw the photo, I felt this transmission, which by the way, it's some, I mean, I know you know this, but people that are listening just by having you on the show or having you uh, through the radio frequencies, you have a transmission. 
right? And so yeah. that's just such a cool thing because it's like we're getting an energy healing session right now. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? But anyways, when I saw that picture with the cow, it was like really mesmerizing to me. And, you know, uh, Shrimu, do life not cheese. I think there's so much connection. I would really love for you to kind of speak on that because, you know, it's not just the not cheese it's the animals, and I mean, cows are so sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I wouldn't say, well, okay, so if my Vedic chart is associated with two different symbols, which is super interesting, and I didn't know this until after I named my company. So I named Srimu Srimu because obviously Srimati, uh, I have the frequency of, of the mother energy and this is not a decision from my personality. This is the essence of who I am. And so many people feel the mother within me. They want me to feed them in various ways. And they want to be fed by my music or by my teachings or my words or by my food. And the transmission that you're feeling is an alignment into that life print where I align in presence and it's through the presence that the transmission happens. Like I said, it's not, it's not something that I tried to cultivate or that I had this great strategy. It's, it's a result of being who I am, of being seated in who I am. So when I was thinking of a name for the cheese, I mean, the, the name of my cookbook is called This Cheese is Nuts, which is a super catchy name. And that was great. The only thing is, is that I really needed and felt that it would be a greater transmission to uh, link in the, the spiritual name and the essence of me as a mother. So my spiritual name is Srimati, which means divine mother in one loose translation. And so... Um, when I was playing around with the brand branding with Brian, my uh, sacred word artist, who I actually want to give a shout out to right now, he, you can follow him at Atelier O'Hara is his Instagram. And um, he works, he's written, written and read backwards his entire life. And he actually is creating this sacred coding and it's quite amazing. So you can like commission him to do different size pieces for you with whatever sacred word you're using. So... Mine for Shrimu, um, I, I didn't want to use M-O-O because I like the way the graphic works better with M-U. So it's S-R-I-M-U. And also Mu is another name for ancient Lemuria, which is a time when we lived in harmony and beauty and creativity. And it's connected to the Hawaiian islands and that landmass. And I've had, you know, quite a, a strong recollection with that time. So for me, Shrimu came from that sort of orientation. And then also the do life means devotional offerings for life. So in my cheese brand, you'll see this sort of hieroglyph modern coding that Brian created for me, but that is actually devotional offering in reverse. So Shreema do life is not cheese. It's a devotional offering for life. So that means it changes your frequency of who you are, meaning aligning you to who you really are. It's loving to our animals, our planet, and ourselves, our bodies, because it's not dairy and it's extremely healthy. It's a frequency of expansion is what Srimu is. So that's where the name came from. And then I kind of remembered, I knew that my 
that my Vedic chart was associated with the cow and the cow in Vedic is very, very sacred. So I spoke to my astrologer and asked her, I was like, tell me again, you know, what is the symbol symbology uh, of my chart and the cow? And she said, Srimati, she said, it is actually two things. Your chart is associated with the symbol of the, of a cow's udder. Okay. A cow's udder and a devotional flower. So I was laughing that I had named Shrimu devotional offerings for life. I mean, it's there, it's right there. So that's just part of my divine design and what was meant to be. Now, when I went to do the photograph at Farm Sanctuary, they had given me permission to go in and I was like, you know, this is going to be great. It'll be my daughter and me with the cow on the cover. And then they said, well, your daughter can't come in. And there were six handlers there. And they said, only your photographer can come in. You can't take a bounce. There can't be an assistance. And they said, you know, if this chart, if this cow runs at you, then you run that way. If that cow runs at you, go this way. They were, and I was starting to think, wow, this is not what I was expecting. So before I went in, I just did a quick energetic, threw up a field, and then went in, and all of the cows got down on their knees. And then suddenly I was like, can I put my arm around them? And they're like, yeah. So then I was interacting. I took all these amazing photos. And the next day, Lindsay from Farm Sanctuary sent me an email. And she said, Julie, we have never seen the cows receive a visitor in such open love than they did you. And she said, you literally had them on their knees. Wow. And so, you know, I was just like, it's a frequency. Like they knew. They were just like, yeah. dude. She's doing the nut cheese thing. Like it's her, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. It's a crazy thing, you know, like, I don't know that happened, but it was really amazing. So yeah, Yeah. I am, I am very happy to um, offer an energetic relief to the cows uh, and many other industrialized uh, animals that have been brutalized by the system. So um, I'm hoping it's a, an olive branch and some frequency of, you know, we love you and we are sorry and let us wake up to what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And can you please speak about Damanhur? Did I pronounce that well? Say that again. Damanhur, yeah. Yes. Damanhur. So uh, Damanhur is a spiritual community that was founded over 45 years ago uh, near Turin, Torino, in the north of Italy, in the Piedmont region. And I went there in 2008 as part of a healing mission with Lisa Renee and some other healers. And we did what's called grid work in all of the temples. Um, these, This community is a spiritual community that have, they've built the largest underground temple in the world. And they did it as a love offering to humankind. And so what they've been dedicating their entire life to is creating a vision where diversity is loved and respected. And we live in a world in harmony with all the species of animals and with love and awareness and consciousness for our planet Earth. They organized around this mission, around a very beautiful uh, leader named Falco, and Falco was born in that region, and he was a real-life Harry Potter and beyond. He described himself as a being with memory, um, and he led these individuals through an alchemical, magical journey over 45 years. Um, he left his body in 2013, and they, uh, many of them are there together. They're still together. There's 600 members 
since I went there in 2008, they never left me. I almost rarely meet somebody that I don't um, let them know about Dom and her. I'm in awe at the community aspect, the celebration of diversity, and the recognition of all the unseen elements that are in the world that make up what it means to live a human life. And so um, after all of these years, they have invited me to collaborate with them. And so I'm hosting two Equinox activations, and they are inviting me and my group into their inner um, sanctum. So we'll be practicing yoga in the temples. We'll be doing holotropic breathing in the mm-hmm. temples. And I mean, they're, those they're, are the retreats this year, right? This year, one's coming yeah. up March 18th to the 25th. And then one again in September over the equinox, um, because the equinoxes are sacred openings where you can activate, um, an expansion of energy and actually gain a lot of momentum in spiritual expansion. So we're being invited into their magic experience, which is going to be amazing. Um, And in addition, I just uh, finalized our business arrangement. They are going to be producing my chi, Shrimu EU, is going to be produced in Dominher. That's so cool. It's beyond. It's literally the first, um, one of the first people that they are co-branding with. And obviously, you know, I'm like, well, they built temples inside a mountain in secret with buckets and shovels. So I guess they can make some cheese. (laughs) And my one of the team members there is a 30 year dairy cheese artisan who tasted my cheeses in September. And he's going to be the, you know, the head of that operation. So it's a very, very exciting experience. And I'm sure, you know, we think it's about making cheese, which it is about making the most delicious tasting cheese on the planet and getting it to as many millions of people as possible. Um, But I, I also know there's a doorway into the magical realm that, you know, we don't even really know what we just signed up for. So, (laughs) yeah, that's super exciting um, about your retreats too. They, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. It really is. I mean, there's really, I mean, there's no one else, nowhere else on the planet that you would be offered this level of acceleration and also just the, the frequency of this, um, this devotion or this knowledge or this awareness cultivated by a group of people. Like I am just in awe because I don't know how, how a community survives for that long and even after the founder is no longer here in body, that it's still thriving. And just, it's a, it's, you know, it's been named the eighth wonder of the world by the Italian government. I mean, it's literally breathtaking. Like these are, these are not small temples, like that you will cry, like it touches you beyond. And it's a very supercharged landmass where they have these synchronic lines or ley lines. And there's only one other place on the planet where it's as powerfully packed and that's in Tibet. So it's a very active, ripe sort of spiritual incubator of spiritual expansion and awareness and a reclamation of who, who we really are. Because nobody is more or less spiritual than anybody else. Everybody has this potential within their blueprint. So this brings me to maybe this is the perfect time to um, have this in. I had like two kind of topics I wanted to touch base with you. Your retreats, your spiritual retreats, they are not, you know, completely um, free from, there's no plant medicine, there's no 
ayahuasca. There's no, so, you know, I wanted us because I know we have touched based on this and you know, we talked about how those things are not in alignment with the offerings that, you know, may, you and me actually are trying to do into the world and there are reasons. And I just really wanted, the reason why I wanted to touch on this is because there's so much of that going on in the spiritual world right now. I get a lot of people coming through the training school and I've I've had this conversation with you that I've even had to make this something that it's not okay while they're in the program because it has been interfering and yet I don't have I find that I don't have the same vocabulary sometimes or way of explaining when you explained it to me I was like wow this makes so much sense the way you explain it so I'd like to share that perspective yeah so that's this is really important so I'm I'm not an advocate of ayahuasca or really any substances that um, alter the physical makeup of your being in order to provide an experience. And now this is not to say that there isn't some individual in some life incarnation that this is um, in alignment for, because there's many different life forms and there could be somebody that that has this ayahuasca pathway and that it's perfectly aligned for them and that's what they should experience. But as a remedy for the whole, it's a condition of the humanity wanting to take a pill and wanting to gain spiritual expansion without putting in the time and the and the work and just the hours. And the reason that I'm not for it is not that I'm not for a fun experience or just don't think you should, you know, be free to do what you want to do. But you have to understand that this realm that we are living in right now is open to life forms that have never existed here before. Now we can't see them because of a frequency or rate of vibration of different states of identity. But this realm and also the next realm beyond this, the astral plane, is absolutely infested with life forms from all over the place. So normally when you take a drug, your veil is violently ripped from you and you are introduced to an interaction with different kinds of experiences. Now, there's usually a lot of vomiting, a lot of purging, a lot of discomfort. There can be dark things. There, there also could be a lot of light things. It could be amazing. You could feel amazing and you could merge with a tree or you could you know, suddenly realize the nature of all life. Um, but what we're seeing and what I know is that for the majority of people that go through this experience, they come back with more trauma than they went with. So now they have more stuff that they have to deal with, reconcile, clear, assimilate, digest. And so what I would say is by using the breath and using meditation, using ritual, we can access these energies without violently exposing ourselves to a bunch of dark life matter or, you know, things that we just, it's not going to help you. In addition, you know, there's a, quite a few cases of individuals that need, I'm hearing from my, you know, my colleagues up to nine to 12 months of rehabilitation after doing these journeys. So you have to understand that just because an indigenous people uses some mushroom or some plant doesn't mean that it's right for you. You don't live in that society. And I would even say that I don't even really think it's necessarily right for everybody in that society as well. Uh I've seen some film footage of some 12-year-olds saying that they didn't want to do it. You know, they were forced to do it and they didn't want to do it in their indigenous worlds. 
Now, of course, I'm sure there are beautiful shamans and there's, you know, there are pockets of experience where this could be valid for you and it could be an expansion. But I, as a, as a leader and as a, as someone in this field, I cannot recommend that, um, for individuals, nor would I. And all of the teachers that I've worked with for some reason in my lineage, none of us have been pro-substance. I don't know one of us from any of the lineages that I've been in. So the other thing that I would just pose to you is if this was a panacea for the consciousness, we would have been seeing a lot of enlightened individuals. I still have not seen one that has gone in an ayahuasca. <laughs> no, and a person who's taken a trip and come back and they're fully merged. I have not. Yeah, yeah and the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that, that should say quite a bit anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's a perspective and whether people are, you know, saying, okay, I agree with what they're saying or not. It's not even relevant. Like it's not about that. You can have your own perspective. Of course, everybody has their own ideas. It's just, I think it's something that is important to bring up and, you know, just have the conversations about it, that it's a little different than what we're hearing sometimes on the masses, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, listen, I mean, it's a big responsibility and, um, you know, you don't know what you're messing with and, and it, it comes out of just wanting to take a pill and, and have it delivered to you. And what I would say is you would be better served going into meditation and doing mirror gazing and maybe going to a breath work workshop where you don't take any drug and you, and you become an, you know, you can achieve an altered state very quickly. So, um, and you also have to know that when you're doing these things in groups, you have to have a facilitator that knows how to hold a field. Because if you don't, you can go into a breathwork workshop, open up your field, and then take on somebody else's attachments that are that's next to you. Yeah, and I have seen that happen too. So, mm-hmm. Right. So, so the techniques that are in Water Tiger help you to learn. We have to learn that we're light energy beings. And that means that you have to take responsibility for your entire life form, meaning physical and not physical. And we have this saying in light work that says, you know, if you don't embody your full life print, something or someone else will, because we're in a parasitic uh, realm. And so there's things that are eating, sucking off emotional explosions, wars, um, sexual violence, you know, there are actual life forms that eat that energy. So you want to stay away from drama, from explosions. And if you do opt to go into any of these ceremonies, uh, I would suggest you learn how to activate your field and how to call for gatekeeping from your guides so that you are contained in your own individual experience. It's only about you and your own energetic field and the amount that you are able to take responsibility for your own life. Yeah, thank you for sharing this. Um, I'm going to switch gears to another question I have. On episode 122 of For the Life of Me, you spoke on alignment versus manifestation. And I thought it was really beautifully done as well. And it's something that really resonated with me because I also am from, you know, spiritual communities with many friends who are healers and many friends who are artists that are kind of in the shadows. And I feel like there is this, um, I would love for you to speak about on the, this idea that, you know, there's some forms of uh, professions that are okay to ask for certain amounts of money 
and others that for you know if you're an energy healer or yoga teacher or meditate then that could be whoa I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on that person you know which is to me that is such a crazy thing and I am on a on a mission right now to a get this limited belief out of my system because I feel somehow I too had this you know, on a cellular level ingrained and B, educate my teachers that are go through our programs and stuff, empower them to not be afraid to ask for what they want, to step up, you know, and to understand that all of us, we're equally needed in this community, you know, the planet. I mean, whether you're a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or energy healer or, you know, or um, reading the tarot or whatever, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's important that we, first of all, there is a planetary implant that is a, it's an intellectual, uh, you know, thought form that has been put into ourselves that anything spiritual should be free. And if you charge for spirituality, then that raises suspicion, right? So what we have is that we have a result of spiritual, spiritually aware people that are all poor, Um, Because they have this, you know, they have it within themselves. And listen, I mean, I visioned before, I was like, I want to make money and business so then I can make all the spiritual teachings free. You know, that was something that I was focused on years ago. So there, it is something that lives inside of us. And I invite you to watch the process inside your body the next time your psychic or oracle or energy healer ask you for uh, whatever their rate is, whatever it is, 250, 500, you know, 150, whatever it is they ask, watch the process that goes on in your body and how you resist that, how you judge that. And then I want you to observe the reality that your life is when you have to hire a lawyer, a doctor, a dentist, anyone, like an air conditioning service, you know, company, anything, and see the disparity and why that is. We live in a realm where you have to have money to live. We don't live in a realm where there isn't money. We don't. We live in a realm that is ruled by money. So we have to be able to rewrite that paradigm, that ism, that thought thing that says that as spiritual teachers, we're not allowed to make money. We're not allowed to, you know, to do that. So in my case, what I've done is I have things at every level. I have things that are under $2 a week. I have hundreds of episodes that are completely free. And I have, you know, retreats that are $6,000, $7,000. So I'm and my hourly rate to do session work is like 465 or something like that and the reason is because there's not a lot of me like I I don't have that time and when I do that time it takes me away from the greater global work that I'm doing so I probably won't be doing even personal sessions for that much longer I would rather create programs that can reach lots of people however you know, those interactions have been very, very meaningful. And, you know, I had people work one-on-one with me and we need people to work one-on-one with us. Uh It's not the same. So I guess what I would say is I had somebody, oh, somebody said, and this is someone from the community who I've even met, who's like a nice young man. And he called me elitist because my cheese box costs $130. Uh-huh. And I'm just, and I'm just like he called me that on social media, of course, not uh-huh. to my face, uh-huh. <laughs> actual face. 
But, um, but you know, I just sort of met, commented back and was like, really? Like, you know everything about me and now you're going to call me elitist because I, I release this piece of art that's at this level, that's at a level of excellence that allows me this calling card to get in the room with large financial structures because I'm going for the big game with this, people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going global with this. You have to separate those ideas. So, you know, I, and I was well aware that people, you know, there will be a faction that calls me that, but um, I need to be full and self-sustainable and able to function. And, you know, for me, the greater vision of Shrimu, the great home run vision is that it's going to fund the next level of temples for Domenher. There's only so much that I need. Listen, I love beautiful things. Like I want my house the way I'm going to want to have it. And, you know, I'll buy an expensive piece of clothing. I have no problem doing that. But I only need a handful of objects because that's what makes me feel good. And I'm not going to have multiple houses or, you know, so it's like at some level, I'm, I'm gaining this money so that I can affect change. And, you know, honoring those temples and creating a repository for all the indigenous teachings on the planet Earth, you know, will affect the realm and beyond this realm for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. And so, you know, this young man who called me elitist, he doesn't know what he's saying because he doesn't really feel that way about me. He's not being aware. And so what I would say is for all of us to think about Stop tearing people down that are maybe not in agreement with you on one one level. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, my friend Mel from Conscious City Guide, who's my partner and producer, mm-hmm. launched this um, show called The Resolutionist. And it's a show of thought leaders that are, that are discussing a topic. And rather it be, I agree with Natalie 100% and I hate Srimati or I agree with Srimati and I dislike Natalie. What it is, is the, the audience is voting be- based on individual statements. So you're such a multidimensional being. I can't disagree with you on every single thing that you are. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. So the purpose of the resolution is the Conscious City Guide is launching is to get us to stop this polarity yeah. of being you know, well, I choose to eat plant-based and if you eat meat, then I'm going to sit here and judge you and hate you. No, I'm not doing that. That's not. Or like, or like not talk to you, which is crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, this is a very complex, multicolored experience of life. My mission is to know myself and, you know, I've got a long way to go. Um, but I'm very happy with, you know, being alive and the opportunities that I've created in my life. And, you know, I'm here with all of my heart and soul and I don't, I'm not here to judge another person or tell another person why they're not doing something well, or, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not for me to say it's they're they're going to have to face that reality and reconcile it themselves has nothing to do with me, nothing to do with anybody else. So Yeah. So I don't really know if that answers your question. Yeah. I mean, and I love that you also spoke about, you know, you have content that you offer at many different levels. And that could just be something that people could think about for themselves. I mean, a podcast for my podcast is free as well. You know, that those and many people are doing things like that or writing blogs. But then there's also this obsession on accumulating things that are free 
and meaning even if it's content, you know, and I really love when you said that that is in a way polluting the consciousness, you know, yeah. or something like that. And, and that instead of wanting to have 10 things or how about we don't really need all that. I mean, maybe you want one, you know. How about get the one thing that you really want? And the other thing is, is like, you know, people come to me and they're, they're like, you know, they use this like funnel term, like you don't have a marketing funnel on your website. And I'm and I'm watching all these programs and it's like, you know, you get these emails and it's like, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to give you this meditation for free. And then I'm going to give you uh, these other recipes for free. And then I'm going to send you this book for free. And then, I mean, it keeps going. Uh-huh. Like you're skip 20. And I'm just like, you know, I told my team, I was like, as soon as you're offering me something for free, I don't trust you, first of all. Second of all, I don't want your free stuff. I just don't want it. Like, I just want what I want. I don't want a bunch of free stuff just because it's free. You know, I have friends who have sent me their programs for free and I just keep getting the spam email and I'm ne- I'm never doing the program. I'm never, I'm never, you know, looking at it. And it's, it's fine to share it for like, um, help or blessing. A funny guru singh and I have a thing where um, you know I was like, oh, I wrote my book, and then I was other time I was like, I'll send you my book, and then I go, no, I won't send you my book. And he goes, and we just looked at each other, and he goes, your book. He goes, just know that I send you. I'm sending you my blessings. I was like, right on, because <laughs> last, like he doesn't have time to read my book. Like he's doing his own thing, you know. So. <laughs> But it was just funny. It's like having our eyes on it and being energetically in support is one thing. But this whole idea that it's this marketing funnel, like you give them 15 free things and then you then you slay them with the purchase of the one thing that then you ask them to buy it. And I'm just like, no, I'll just ask them to buy what I want them to buy at the price that I want. Yeah. Like I'm not, there's no game here. There's no yeah. psychological manipulation. And what I would say also just spiritually we have to be careful once we've stepped into a level of awareness because you cannot manipulate another human being. Oh, yeah. So, and that's so profound. It's profound. And so it's offerings. That's all it is. It's an, it's an offering of this. It's like a sacred offering. You want it, you don't want it. I'm not here to convince anybody to do anything. But, you know, I'm also well aware, you know, some of my retreats are very high-end retreats and it's by design. It's for a purpose. And with regards to Dom and her, you know, we're starting this partnership and they're at a very critical point in their evolution. And, you know, I'm donating all of my percentage back to them from the retreats. So, you know, I just formed a company with them for Srimu. Like I'm here to lift this community up and they need to be paid for what they've created over 40 years. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know anybody else who has done that. Yeah. And and that there's like, uh, from on your end, there's an intention with that, that, you know, it's an offering and a gift to them and you're elevating. I mean, and that's a very clear, it's an alignment with what you're doing. Yeah, it is. And honestly, like the gift that I'm going to get from just facilitating that retreat and from bringing everybody through it, it doesn't exist on the planet. I mean, this is an unbelievable opportunity that we're getting. And it's just, it's going to be divine. Whoever's supposed to be there is going to be there. It's like, this has been decided like eons ago. Like it's literally like calling out to the family, like, Hey, you guys remember, you know, come and join. <laughs> so 
it's so beyond, you know, a physical event or a marketing event. And I guess getting back to the alignment versus manifestation, this is another sort of dial click into the beingness of who you are. So when you are embodied in who you are, you spontaneously magnetize what it is to you. So that is the next level of manifestation. Manifestation is sort of the old paradigm of striving for something outside of yourself that doesn't exist, trying to make it happen. You know, like, I think I can, I think I can, I want it, I want it, I'm going to affirm. No, 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 no. You're like striving. Just climb into yourself and turn your light on and amplify that light so brightly that there's no crack, crevice, fold, dark spot, nothing and be in the truth of your own being and then allow the experience to unfold in all of its magic. It's a magnetic experience. It's a feminine experience and it's, it's vast and cosmic. It's a different perspective. Yeah. That, that's uh, something that I can much more kind of embark on, you know, (laughs) than the other, other version (laughs) So um, I am going to actually include on our show notes episode uh, 122 because we've been talking about it. And I feel like I would really want to invite everyone to check it out and see it and just listen to it because I it was really important for me and I really loved it. I mean, I love all all of actually, are you going to continue doing the podcast? Yeah, I am. Actually, I have, <laughs> I do. I have a podcast producer. I've I recorded two episodes already. They're going to be very impactful, like 20 to 30 minute offerings. And so I am moving back into the space. Um, I had to launch a company, which took a lot of my in, a lot of my energy. But yeah, I will be. So just very, very soon, there'll be new episodes that'll be going up weekly. Well, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, but back to what we're saying. I mean, you know, that's something that I never understood when I went playing. People would give me stuff like, oh, but take this because it's free and or just take this because and I'm like, well, but I don't want it and I don't need it. And I do. And but I also don't mind like paying if I have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's just to me, it's just so kind of obvious. But yeah, it's cool. Anyways, so. Srimati, anything else? Do you have like, what are your visions and hopes and dreams? What do you feel, okay, about 2020 on a global or kind of our level? Do you have any insights for us? I mean, I would say, you know, I don't know about 2020, but what I will tell you is that um, we are entering into, first of all, a time, there's a great timeline split. So this polarity that you're seeing in the culture, like it's a real thing. And what I would say is keep focused on what you do want to create rather than focusing on what's wrong or what's not lining up. So spend time every day really, you know, feeling, experiencing, smelling, tasting, you know, being in the experience of life that you want to create. And what I would tell you is there is more energy here to support those of us that are on this timeline than ever before. In 15 years of being in deep in this study, I've never heard such beauty and such celebration. What I would also offer is that the true feminine frequency has been returned to the planet. Um, The feminine frequency has been taken over for thousands of years. And so there is a new opportunity for us to interact with this frequency and get to know her It's something we are not familiar with, but something that is the true Sophianic, cosmic, 
crystal rose heart frequency of the true feminine energy. So there's a lot of rewriting that is going to be happening through, you know, what it is meant to be a woman or meant to have a feminine energy alive and well in your being. Um, And I would call upon her grace and I would not use any former existing ideas of what femininity is, including those attached to the moon um, to objectification, to really just anything um, that has existed prior. And because uh, we're going to have to rediscover what that means in our own life. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a member of Water Tiger. I am loving it, digging it. <laughs> I feel like it's been a fantastic journey. Um, and so I really would love for everybody. We haven't even talked, you haven't talked too much about it, but it's, it's cool, right? It's awesome. It's a program that is designed to help you access who you are, fall in love with yourself and really experience yourself as a divine being, because there's a big gap. Most of us can't, can't feel ourselves as aspects of God consciousness. You know, we feel we're too low and that that can never be possible. So these techniques are, designed to get you in your body. They're usually about 30 minutes and it's an audio that you get. So you can subscribe monthly or uh, for three months or for six months. And um, every month I do a live call that you can listen to at any time. So it doesn't matter if you don't uh, get, you know, you're not there in real time. And then I offer a technique. So it's one of these visualizations, meditations, activations, initiations, or like a clearing uh, and you can do this in meditation in your own home. And um, it's really, really impactful. It's very power-packed and very focused. It is not a group where you're going to be meeting a bunch of people and have to be seen. You're really not. It's only through the Q&A that I offer every month that people learn and, and grow from each other's questions. And you can remain anonymous for those questions or or not. So Water Tiger's really really a very dear offering and and I'm very, very happy. It's, it's growing and it's, um, it's been super helpful to quite a few people. So that's cool. And then my Shri Mu Cheese devotional offerings for life, it's a subscription model. So in the U S you can get it monthly every other month or every three months. It is the best cheese, the best not cheese on planet earth. And, uh, I've just been really enjoying the comments from people who are eating it. Um, It's a pretty universal uh, consensus. I've really cracked the code with vegan cheese, the texture, the flavors, the tang. So you get four age wheels, you get a jar of fresh mozzarella and also a smoked almond cheddar ball. It's quite an experience. And so I invite you to subscribe online at shrimu.com, S-R-I-M-U.com. It really is. You know, I grew up mostly in many different places, actually countries, but also many years. My my father is from Paris. I have family in Paris. So I grew up in Paris a lot. And cheese has always been like it was a thing, you know, growing up. So but you're you're not cheese. Last night, I fully indulged in it. And I had candles lit and you know this whole ritualistic because I feel it's so special that I have to create almost like an altar when I'm eating it Yeah, (laughs) I have to put like flowers around it and candles because it's like I want to savor every bite because it's just so delicious so (laughs) 
I love and, I, it. and I literally feel the upgrade when I'm eating it too. So thank you for creating that because that was a huge thing, you know, for someone like me who really wanted an alternative to the the typical cheese. Of course. <laughs> Very oh. high quality cheese of Paris. <laughs> oh, um, what I wanted to say about the Water Tiger community as well to invite people to check it out. You know, I, I see the healing techniques as a bonus. I see the meditations, to me, they're like a bonus because the mentorship that we get through that monthly call and you answering all the questions, it's just, that's really kind of amazing, you know? That in itself is the community. And so the, the, all the other stuff is just always amazing to have, the healing techniques and all that, but there are definitely bonuses to that. So thank you for that as well. Oh, thanks, Natalie. Thanks. Yeah. And um, that's it. So anything else? How can people get a hold of you? Instagram? Um, Yeah, Instagram is best. I'm at Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I. You can follow Srimu at Srimu Do Life, S-R-I-M-U Do Life. And again, uh, Water Tiger, you can, if you go to my Instagram, it has a link tree to everything that I'm doing in the Dom and Her retreats. But at street, I'm sorry, at juliepyatt.com, my street name, juliepyatt.com, P-I-A-T-T. Uh, you can find the Dom and Her, both Dom and Her retreats, as well as a Shreemu page, as well as work with me, private sessions, and also Water Tiger. I'm not going to be doing that, that much uh, um, private session. I'm actually going to go on my scheduling and take myself off the mortal coil pretty soon. Um, but anyway, um, Water Tiger's great. It's a great way to to work with me and to experience more of the expansion techniques. Well, thank you for uh, creating this expansion for us on Life on Earth today, uh, for the frequency, for sharing. And I feel so honored to have you as a presence in my life with all of your offerings and in the podcast, of course. So thank you so much. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for having me on, love. Thank you for listening to Life on Earth podcast. Don't forget to subscribe for more amazing content. Have an amazing day wherever you are. Today I leave you with the sounds of Shriya. Shriya is a new experiential musical collaboration between Srimati and Maltese temple singer Ambaria. Seeped in devotion, the two voices spontaneously Find the frequency of expansive love and a return to natural oneness through the landscapes of sound. Enjoy.